0: The good things don't come easy, but they're definitely worth the, the journey. And what I mean by that is whatever you want to do, whatever you find your your why, some things are not going to be a walk in the park. You are now tuning in to the Next Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon.
1: Much love. One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor. Share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. up everybody welcome back to another episode of the roughneck podcast this is episode 109 and i hope everybody had a wonderful father's day spent some time with their dad um also it's not actually it is too late to get the dad shirt i believe it's off the website now but tomorrow a new shirt is dropping tomorrow once you're listening to this a new shirt is dropping for the podcast and it is probably one of my favorite shirts that i've made so far so want to look out for that and other than that let's get into today's episode today's episode is actually a re-record some people if you've been listening for the past you know three four or five episodes you've heard about me talk about this but i lost my first ever recording apparently it's something that happens but sloan welcome back to the podcast
0: yeah thanks for having me cole again but
1: (laughs) yeah i was so (laughs) mad i was like going to edit on sunday night and I was sitting there, and I was like, "Where, where, where is the episode? Like, cause, and this new app that I'm using, it like downloads it, and it like stays there. But apparently, the free version they delete after a certain amount of time, which I did not know, but I do know now. Cause now every time it downloads, I like download it to my flash drive so that I have it." But I am uh, I appreciate you coming back on and, uh, you know, even though I lost your first episode, but hey, it, it makes it now you kind of know what to expect. So you kind of go in with a, a good a plan.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, this is it's totally fine.
1: So just to kind of give the Roughnecks listeners, uh, you know, a little background on who you are, tell them kind of who you are and uh, whatnot.
0: Yeah. Um. So I know Cole from Ohio Wesleyan. I graduated there in 2020, um, played lacrosse there, and that's kind of what led me to Ohio. Um, After I graduated, I went, came back home uh, to Illinois and got my master's degree in um, organizational leadership at North Central College, which is in Naperville, where I grew up. Um, And I also coached women's lacrosse there. And then now I am working for a media agency, um, been there for a few weeks now. So definitely in a different place, too, which is kind of fun um, than we, when we last recorded. So it's kind of cool that we get to redo this because uh, it's definitely life has changed a little bit. So that's fun.
1: Isn't it crazy how much life change, like how quickly once you graduate, life changes like constantly, like it never stays exactly the same?
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause when we last recorded, I think it was like my first week of work and now I think I'm like a month or so in. And so it's definitely funny how things have changed, um, to, to where we're at now. So this is cool.
1: And that's one thing, like, I don't think we don't understand when we're younger, like you know everybody has these set plans and they want it to go this way but like just know your plans are never usually going to go exactly how you plan them you just have to be able to adapt on the fly and kind of run with it
0: L- literally i think of when i graduated senior year of college i was like oh yeah like at that time i was working for um like a extension of the ohio state athletic department and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna stay in ohio continue to work there no Like, and that's like, at the time I was like, oh my gosh, the world is ending. Like, you know, like everything I had like strived to do is gone. But at the same time, like, like you said, things work out in the craziest ways. Um, And I think it's hard to see that in that moment. Um, But now that I look back on it, I was like, okay, like things still worked out. Like I ended up, you know, having the opportunity to go and coach more. So things work out in mysterious ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I don't know if I actually asked you this last time we recorded, but why did you decide to come all the way from another state to Ohio? Because like I, I'm always curious about that for people, you know, especially not like to knock it because I played D three sports, but like especially for a D three sport and like you know a small school, why why travel all this way to come to, to Ohio, especially Ohio? Ohio kind of sucks. <laughs>
0: I actually like Ohio, which is kind of funny. I know
1: I, I love uh, Ohio. A food. lot of people are like,
0: love hate Ohio.
1: That weather, <laughs> the weather in Ohio is so unpredictable. That is the worst part about Ohio.
0: Okay, that's very true. Like you can experience all four seasons in one day, but like yeah. that's also like very true in Illinois. So I think I was used to like that crazy weather. Um, I think I just like one. Ohio has like a thousand schools in a very short space um so i was looking at a lot of schools in ohio i don't know why i was just like so attracted to going to school out of state but i was um so i did not look at any schools in state i only looked at schools in like in like ohio i looked at a school in florida um just like random places just kind of get out of illinois and experience some things um so I ended up at Ohio Wesleyan, which is just so funny. Um, and yeah, I mean, lo- loved it there. Love my experiences there. I think as you probably can can attest to this, like Ohio Wesleyan is all about the relationships. Um <clears> the <throat> school, you know, is whatever, but uh the the relationships that you make there, like I I loved it.
1: The connections I built at the school, I like I like I always say you know sometimes I wish I would had done things a little different but also like I don't regret going to Ohio Wesleyan one bit because yeah. the friendships I made the you know mentors I got the people I've like come and that I've gotten close with has helped me a lot like a lot of my guests have been Ohio Wesleyan like I don't even think I'd have had a podcast if it wasn't for Ohio Wesleyan to be honest like I'll give them the credit because I had to make one for a class and that's yeah. kind of what sparked the idea
0: yeah it's it's crazy like between like well, especially with you, like with football, I feel like there's so many football alumni that are always like willing to lend a hand in some way. So, yeah, it's it's the people, hundred percent. Which is which is that's like that's why this is so fun, like to be able to see like old college friends um and like doing different things and that's that's the one thing i miss about ohio honestly is that like you don't get to see you're not you know next door to all your best friends all the time um so that's why like doing things like this is always like fun because you know you get to see old friends
1: so i want to kind of because i remember from the first episode, but i want to talk to kind of walk us through like you know you because you didn't originally play lacrosse like that wasn't your main sport so kind of take people through Cause I mean, you were, let's let's be honest, you broke right. Like you were a stud at Ohio Wesleyan. You did great things there. So I want to kind of talk, talk through the process of how you even started playing lacrosse.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny. I, lacrosse was just like, not a thing in the Midwest when I was growing up, obviously like you play like soccer and whatever. And so when I was little, I just played like soccer, basketball, and softball were like my main three sports, um, and then going into high school, I just had this, like, I don't even know, I, I don't even know, remember, like, how I learned about the sport or whatever. But I was just like, hey, like, I think I'm going to quit softball and, and play lacrosse. And at the time, I was playing, like, travel softball, like, doing the whole works um, kind of thing. And my, my parents were like, are you crazy? Like, you have, we have done so much you've like you know we've done like catching lessons and all this stuff and I was just like yeah I just like don't love it anymore and it was almost a thing it was like I don't know if you've ever experienced this like the burnout from like a coach or whatever and in eighth grade I was like burnt out I think I just had done so much like with the lessons and everything that I was just like I don't want to do this anymore um and with a lot of uh, pushback I finally my parents were like well whatever. I mean you're gonna do whatever you're gonna want to do so ended up playing the cross freshman year of high school um and kind of went from there and I played basketball in high school too but uh that was just kind of for fun um and yeah and then it kind of it was like wow I love this kind of thing and ended up playing in college but uh yeah it's it's kind of crazy how fast that sport has developed in around here because uh, it was like non-existent back in 2012
1: yeah i remember because my brother graduated in 2010 and i remember like high school and i remember like you know there wasn't much like lacrosse in the ohio area like you had it at like you know the Pickertons, the dublins or whatever the hilliards i don't know exactly i know pickerington has it but um and it's just like you start to see more and more schools now bringing that sport in and even like field hockey is another sport that's starting to grow that i mean i didn't even know really that that sport really existed until like you know how it wasn't to be honest because i don't know if there's bexley i think is the only school around here that i can think of that apparently has it but i didn't even know they had it but it's crazy how much it grows and the burnout is a real thing and that's like where and i'm not like saying this like towards your parents or anything but like sometimes your parents can push you too much and like especially you see the ones that you know, their dads are the coaches or whatever. And like, you know, make them, they make them like live, eat and breathe. Like let you got to let them be a kid too, but like burnout and coaches can ruin it too. And it sucks. Cause we've all had that pretty, if you were an athlete, there was at one point you had, uh, if you were a multi-sport athlete, like everybody went through that one coach that ruined one sport for them. And I had it with basketball, but you know, it, burnout, you, you have to, you almost can't overdo it. Cause I played AAU basketball and like, that's kind of also helped with, or, Push towards that burnout, but burnout—you gotta, you gotta give time to yourself and not overdo yourself in that one sport. But you know, and you also talked about basketball—you just played it for fun. But in reality, you're an athlete, you're a competitor. So, like, you always have to be doing something. And it was like good to help keep you in shape for another sport. That's one of the things I looked at, like with basketball and football. Even though I lost a lot of my muscle during basketball season, but I was still in better shape when I came in.
0: Yeah yeah, it's the burn, the burnout was, was real. And I honestly, I see even saw it in like, not the girls I coach now. So I coach club lacrosse. Um, and some of these girls are, I think they're just there for their parents. Uh, which is sad because I coach, you know, seniors in high school. Um, and I think some of them are just kind of like doing it to please, please the parents. Um, but it's, it's always sad to see that because I totally understand that. And you're so right. Everyone goes through it either with a bad coach or um, they just don't love the sport any longer. Um, and in my opinion, like, if you don't love what you're doing, there's, there's no point of doing it um, because you're not giving your hundred percent and not fair to you, not fair to the people around you. Um, so it's always well, it's, it's
1: like, you know, we, we'd, we used to see it on the football team where, like, people would come in, and, like, especially when you're paying that much money to go play football at Ohio Wesleyan. And, like, it's, you know, you're you're up to college level and you'd see people that don't even want to be there. And it's like, why are you even here then? Like, if you don't yeah. love the game, like, th- that's the thing about D3 athletics. People always ask, like, you know, is it worth it? And it's like, if you love what, like, if you love the game, yes, it's 100% worth it. You get four more years of the sport that you love. And you know, most people that don't—they don't get that opportunity. Most people are done in high school, so take the opportunity if you can. I like D, people knock D3 sports, but D3 sports are one—they're competitive. We have D1 athletes that move down to D3; they're, they exist, and it's—and it's just like you know, you're playing for the love of the game, so it shows your true like your true passion for that sport.
0: I literally, when I was recruiting, I—that's what like I would just talk about the D3 lifestyle, and I'd always like. Laugh at myself because it's like I was like giving a sales pitch on why D3. Um, but like it's so true. Like, if you don't love what you do, then don't play D3 college athletics, uh, because you're not being paid and but you're still expected to well, be more. There.
1: there might be the opportunity to get paid for anybody now. <laughs>
0: <The> <laughs> you NIL know, what? that's true. <laughs> that's true. I guess, yeah. I mean, when we were there, there was not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you just it's and it's always it, it's a commitment. And I think some people like think, oh like I'm mean, you know, like it was funny, like when I was recruiting, like they'd be like, Oh, so is it only like you know, like an hour a day for practice? Like maybe like thinking like they're gonna keep the same schedule as high school because it's D three. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. This is like a full year thing and it's 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 a grind. Like you it's still the same commitment as probably some other like higher level schools it's like a full you know 365 kind of job that you're doing um and some people are just like oh i did not did not know that i'm like yeah it's d3 is just like had this like stigma on it that like it's like lesser i'm like no it's 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 a grind
1: yeah i remember you know freshman year when we were in camp, and like some of the freshmen, were like we have practice on Sunday, and it's like, yeah, dude, like this, we're, this is no joke. Like we're in camp, we we have practice, we have stuff ninety nine percent of our day already planned out for us, and then that one percent is when you're sleeping. So, yeah, you, you don't have free bit. time until classes start, pretty much. Then you get a little bit of free time, but then you have homework.
0: Yeah, camp is like a whole different thing. Camp is like Ooh. it's it's a it all like all those days just like blend together. Like one you lose minute.
1: track of what day it is. Seriously. Like, honestly, You just kind of, you're like, yep. It, I mean, it's this, you got another day. What do I have on my schedule today? All right, get it done.
0: Seriously. It's like you wake up and it's meeting practice, meeting, meeting lunch. It's, yeah. Honestly, it's I, awesome. yeah. The, the two times I had helped with camp, it was like, it was a lot.
1: So, oh yeah. Cause you filmed, you did a lot of film for us. Yeah. And we, what I talked about last time is uh, how you always seem to miss some of the great plays that would happen. That's like that was like the film crew's favorite thing to do. Like somebody would make a like a one handed catch or something and it'd be like, oh, sorry, didn't get that one on camera.
0: You know, yeah. I mean, the, the camera lifestyle is tough because
1: That's you, know, you know, a lot of people be like, people like did you... what? That's what makes me give credit to people like Carter and like that, those kind of people, like the media type people, because they get some sweet shots and it's like, man, I, I don't even think I could keep up with that.
0: I know. C- Carter is just like, he's killing it. Yeah. He's killing it. That's like, like what I was saying before. Like, it's so fun seeing friends like freaking do awesome stuff. Uh, Cause he is just like, who would have known? Like him recording for Ohio Wesleyan football back when we were seniors and now he's working for the Buckeyes
1: that's what's crazy is it's it was the first time he picked up a camera and because he's actually coming on back on for the third time i believe next month um yeah so he <clears throat> i mean i'm gonna have it. i have him on like once a year kind of thing because <laughs> every year since i first had him on a lot has
0: changed yeah i mean yeah he's just it's awesome it's cool on I mean, all of his pictures so cool to see
1: Today's episode is brought to you by roughnextpodcast.com. If you want to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and grab you some of that roughnext merch. We've everything from t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, hats and many more. Stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door and I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter and it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. So I want to kind of talk about the coaching side of things too, because so to kind of take us through, you went to North Central, yes. And got your master's if i'm mm-hmm. speaking right i just want to make yep. sure and to kind of but while you were there you got to kind of have an awesome experience with coaching kind of take us through like that experience
0: yeah uh coaching during like learning how to coach during covid was interesting um and as a player i think i didn't really realize what there my coach like filled her time with like in between the day when we like saw them, but there was so much more to their job than I don't think maybe a lot of students realize. Um, but COVID, it was just a lot of, uh, a lot of mentoring, um, a lot of rule following, um, but it was overall, I loved it. Um, it came down to the relationships I got to form with all of the girls Um because that's the best part of coaching is being able to actually be out there and, and teach them something that they might not already know um, or give them a different perspective or give them a tip and trick and stuff like that. Um, honestly, I never thought I was gonna be a college coach. Uh, I really did think I was gonna go right from undergrad to working some, you know, job, but I kind of what I'm doing now. Um, but having that experience was something I for sure needed as cheesy as it sounds um just with the way i graduated uh, in 2020 i was like i can't leave lacrosse yet which is just so funny because i can re- remember myself saying that um but definitely something that i needed and got so much and learned so much about myself um through that experience so if you ever anyone listening if you have any if you have an opportunity to coach and you're like on the fence just be a ga do do it for a few years um, Definitely uh, something I would recommend.
1: One of the big things that I want to point out that you keep bringing up is relationships. Relationships are very important. People, I think, underestimate the power of relationships and like just being friendly, like, you know, having someone you may meet them one time, but you never know when your paths might cross again. And if you built a good relationship, like from the first meeting, that could help you in the future people you know anymore today with social media real quick to like burn bridges and oh i don't like that person and i don't want you know i don't like how they carry whatever it is and they were like real quick just to kind of drop somebody you can't because it is like those relationships can definitely come in handy i still have professors that i mean i'm sure you kind of have the same where you know you you could text them or call them or email them whatever and they'd still be able to help like they'd still help you out with the, and those, that that's important to build that relationship with especially certain people and it kind of is like the whole thing like surround yourself with people smarter than you you want to keep those people in your corner that know more than you and that's something going and being a ga you're busy, pretty much you're you're surrounded by coaches that know more than you so you're learning from a lot of people whether they're good coaches bad coaches whatever it is you're learning what not to do or what to do. So it's very good to build relationships. That's one of the things that you keep putting out that I love that you kept point out.
0: Yeah. It's like relationships are everything. Um, and I think, I think it's hard sometimes to be like when you're in the moment, you're like, Oh, like, you know, it is what it is. But professors remember, like, like you said, professors remember the little things. They remember students that stick out coaches remember athletes, um, that like we talked about earlier that just like want to get better that have the passion to um drive forward because at the end of the day right a coach wants to win um that's why they're on contract um so they're looking for those players that uh that are passionate about the sport and want to be better um but yeah relationships are are literally everything it's i i always hear the saying like it's not about what you know it's about who you know um So you're so right with the fact that you're like surround people that surround yourself with people that are smarter than you because it's only going to get you better um, in anything really that you do. So
1: What's that? You mentioned the GA because that's what you were. What is that GA life like? I think people have an idea, but I don't think they truly understand what it's like.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think every sport, honestly, is different. Um, And I can speak to. Like I honestly, I could speak to a little bit of two schools. Like when I worked for Ohio Wesleyan's, uh, program, um, those GA like football GAs, any football GA you are, it's on a grind. Like you are taking the film from practice, breaking it down, watching it, putting it, getting ready for film. Like it is like constant. Like, giving up your
1: life for a little bit of money.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, in, it is. The but simulator. in the future, it's
1: worth it because it, in the long run, it helps you build and grow. But yeah, right. it, you, and to start out as a GA and a football in football is brutal because you have literally are going through a grind.
0: Yes. And it's like film breakdown every day. With, for me, we didn't really record practice much. Um, we recorded practice maybe like once a week. Um, maybe, and that's just to see like how our offensive motion was going. Um, but for the most part, uh we are we're in practice doing like, you know, kind of helping the head coach run it. Um and then it obviously be like scouting, recruiting, um, and it would be a breakdown too and like game prep and then obviously games. Um but yeah, every sport's different uh, the GA, the GA lifestyle is, it's very much the way you think, obviously you still have school too. So with that being like, but that was all online. So that was easy. Um, but yeah, definitely ha- I think I had the going in, I was like, oh, I know how Ohio Lesleans GAs were like constantly going. So I think I had this expectation, like going in and be like, oh, this is going to be like long nights, like re- record, like uploading film, but in the end, for me, it was not that way.
1: Well, that's, almost, that's better to come in with a high like or a crazy yeah. expectation and it'd be actually easier than what you expected that, that That's better than going the opposite way.
0: Yeah, I like I really had thought I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be up so late, like putting in film, blah blah blah. no it did it was not even close to that.
1: kind of take I want to take a step back for a second and talk about because I forgot to mention it, you know your senior year was the COVID year when your senior season pretty much got ripped away from you so did you how many games did you guys actually get in
0: oh uh i think like seven or eight i want to say um and what's a typical season like how many games say that again
1: what's a typical season like how many games
0: like between 16 and 19 is typically like the, the norm
1: so, you almost got half your games in. Kind of, you know, take through that, you know, thought like that mental process of, you know, watching your senior year get taken away from you from something that you couldn't control, you know, dealing with that and dealing with that type of adversity to kind of just walk me through that.
0: Yeah. That was a crazy time. Um, honestly it was it was wild because we were joking on like the team is joking on the way we were going to florida for spring break uh we were joking about covid like we were like oh like it's nothing like all the germaphobes on the team were like no guys like we need to like wipe everything down like no like it's nothing it's nothing and then we were playing all these east coast teams in florida and they were all getting like emails from their universities like we're shutting down and we we're like what the like what like from this like covid thing that we were joking about and then yeah and then like with one day left in our trip our coach called me down and was like hey uh our season's most likely over um when we get home tomorrow we're going to play one more game and at the time like I was on the edge of breaking a record and so she had told me this so that I could basically prepare I think she didn't say that but I think this is why she's like calling me down and be like all right and she's like and we're playing Denison and I was like mm. oh so the best team in our conference uh that's who we're playing and so I was like, oh fantastic and she's like and we're playing there and I was like, okay and she said like, we're gonna do like a little senior night thing at Denison oh. so I was like okay this is just turning the knife like you're turning the knife at this point um and so i was like okay and honestly now that i look back on it i think i was just in like shock that this was all going on because it was like a very quick turnaround but the team like absolutely did a great job like we did like a little mini senior thing at school that morning and then we went to denison um but it was absolutely wild shaking the- denison's president's hand on senior night um and yeah <laughs> it was just wild it was just, it. yeah yeah it was honestly it was all blur but then it i didn't honestly hit me until i was moving out um of of school or of that like the house that i i didn't realize like, oh damn like this is crazy um and i think i go back to the fact that i was like when I was taking the GA job, I was like, I'm not ready to let go. Cause honestly, I just, you like it's weird. Like as a, as a college athlete, like you want to say like, goodbye, like you want to be like, you know, like I gave it my all. Um, and at that point I felt like I had not been able to like give my all back. Um, so it was good to be able to end with, with coaching. Um, but yeah, that COVID year was wild.
1: Yeah. It's, being, you want to be able to go out on your own terms, pretty much, in my opinion, because, and like that, even though you didn't get to finish like your career, like go out playing the way you wanted to, you still got to, you know, say goodbye to, even though you haven't necessarily said goodbye to lacrosse because you're still coaching it. But like you, it kind of gave you that, it filled that little bit of a void that you had, I feel like. And, you know, I can't speak for you, but like it definitely had to have helped, you know take less than that blow of take getting it taken away from you because and I feel bad for all athletes out there and it continued even into my senior year where you know we didn't get a season hardly at all and you know I feel bad for the athletes out there that did you know work so hard because that's what you work for especially as your senior year like you that's what you're working towards that's when you're gonna be most of us are at our peak and like you know we're our best and then it just kind of gets taken away but It's one of those things you got to take the blow, take it day by day, and just keep moving. But it's hard. But it it, it's a lot easier said than done. But you just got to keep pushing forward and deal with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think now that I think about it, like I feel, I feel, I feel for the your class more. Um, And it's not. It was not even only just about you know lacrosse. Obviously, it sucked that it was in lacrosse season. Um, But we did have like three fourths of our senior year. Um, but your class, I feel like that would been tough. And I get it because when I was like coaching, I saw our team go through like similar stuff where it's like, you know, like you had to wear masks during this class and you had to go like constant, like you weren't allowed to in be in gatherings larger than, you know, five or whatever it was. Um, so that would have been really tough because you knew what life was like before. Um and a lot of like our freshmen, they had had no idea. Like yeah, it like, can only go oh, up for them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. but just go you're
0: off. like, definitely gonna be, be better. Yeah, like school yeah. used to be fun. Like I promise, like this school wasn't always <laughs> like this. I I remember having conversations like that with, uh, and like even like past teammates that were still at Nora Ohio Wesleyan. Like they're like, the school is so different. I'm like, yeah, but you know what it's like. It's going to be mm-hmm. back there.
1: Uh, yeah talking about mask try wearing a mask during practice underneath of your football helmet i don't know why that had to be a thing but that was so miserable to try and get a mask on with a helmet and mouthpiece and everything
0: Yeah, know why they made you do that underneath
1: yeah i don't know but (laughs) so i want to talk more in the i want to talk more into the coaching side of things and you know one of the things that I really wanted to touch on or ask about is like, because you coach, you said you coach high school seniors right now, mm-hmm. and you coach, you know, in college a college team that's you know that ranges from what eighteen to twenty three, twenty four year olds or whatever it is. But kind of take me through the difference in, in coaching styles between high school seniors and college kids because I I know it's only sometimes a one year age gap, but it, I feel like there is a difference
0: honestly, the biggest difference is the commitment. Um, because I have a few girls on my team, my, the club team now that don't expect to go play in college. They don't want to, um, they want to go play or go to big schools, whatever it might be. Um, and that's really hard because when it comes down to it, you want everyone to buy into what you're saying. You want people to buy into your, your goal, your mission, whatever it might be. Um, and that's just earning their trust along the way and when not everyone is on the same page of what the end goal looks like um that is the hardest part of coaching club um because some girls are just their shits and gigs they are just having fun see our summer whatever they're just trying to put a stick in their hand whatever and then some girls are like i'm trying to get recruited right now so and it's that balance because it's like all right you want the team to get along um but you're like, all right, you know, the girls that are not going to get recruited, what are you working for? And I, I always talk about that, like with those girls, it's like, what what are you trying to get back? Like, why are you here? Like, what's your what's your why? Um, and with college, like with college coaching, it's pretty easy to get the buy in for the most part. Um, you always have a few girls that are a little resistant. Um but it's, it's fine-tuning those skills that they have, may have learned in high school that are not great, um, that you're now trying to fix, uh, or you're, you're teaching them a new uh, lacrosse concept or something like that that they have never learned um, that is different. So those are the two biggest differences of coaching those two, like those two age groups. But it's crazy because, like you said, there's one year in between that. Um, and a lot of times it's teaching the high schoolers, like, In college, your coach is not going to like it's the simple things like your college is not going to your college coach is not going to remind you to keep your mouth guard in your mouth. But like here I am reminding seniors in high school to make sure they have their mouth guards in during practice. It's just like it's it's very funny to see, like, the differences. And you're definitely obviously harder on the college students because they I mean, that's what they want. They want. Hopefully, I mean, they want to win the conference. They want to go on. So that's, I just ramble a little bit, but that's, that's the, (laughs) that's the general gist.
1: (laughs) What I really like that you said is what you you talk about, what's your why? Like, and that is something that I feel like we should think about with everything we do in life. It doesn't matter if it's sports, business, relationships, family, friends, whatever it is, whatever you're talking, like trying to do, you have to remember what you're doing, like why you're doing it for. Like, it's like, why am I doing this podcast? Why are you being a guest on the podcast? Like you have to think about everything because it is very important because I feel like some people get discouraged when they forget what their why is. That's when they kind of start to give up on things. They forget why they even started. And that's like, you know, the whole quote, like uh, when you think about quitting, what, think about why you started and that, or whatever it is. But that, that's the important thing is you have to, there has to be a reason for why you are doing what you're doing. So figure out that why and work towards your goal if you really want that why
0: yeah it's and honestly it's frustrating too because it's like i can't tell you your why like a coach can't be like this is why you're doing this Mm -hmm. and it's like as as a coach it's uh, it's been hard and it's a lesson that i've learned that i like even in a drill i'm like okay now like i'm explaining this drill i'm like who can tell me why we're doing this? Why are we doing this so that we're getting better? And I think that's almost helped because then like kids can think like, oh, like I can understand why coach wants us to do this drill. And I think that has helped, at least in my coaching experience, like get that buy into, um, and get that like passion and a little bit of competitiveness during practice that would translate to the game. Um, but you're so right. Like the why is it's everything. Um, and especially as a college athlete, like, playing D3, your why is why you step foot on that field every day um, without being paid, without, you know, and, like, trying to balance life and your social life and class and and your sport.
1: Talking about drills, <clears throat> you know, why you do drills, there was so many times I can remember, you know, in high school and in college where, like, you know, coaches will have you do a drill, and you're like, this drill doesn't even make sense like why are we doing this drill and then you'd be on the field during a game and that drill would translate to like be the exact thing that you did and you're just like oh damn like but it's like (laughs) and it's one of those things where you start to learn to trust your coaches because i most they know what they're doing like there's a reason they have a why they're doing the drill (laughs) like there there's and it's crazy like You have to trust your coaches, but talking about more on coaching, what was the hardest part to learn in your first like year of coaching at the college level? Because I believe you coached a little bit of club before that, but you know, coaching in college and, you know, kind of stepping up into that role kind of what was, or in general, what is the hardest thing that you have had to learn or still are navigating through as a coach?
0: Uh, I think as soon as you started asking this question, I already knew what I was going to say because Definitely, it's coaching people differently than what you like to be coached. Um, And I think some people are like, oh, I want to be yelled at, like, whatever. But in reality, they don't. So I think some people have this idea of how they want to be coached. But in reality, they actually want to be coached in a different way. And for me, I think growing up with some, like, stern coaches, I'm just, I'm used to having someone hard on me, you know, pushing me in that way and being like, I know you can do better, like kind of going at it that way. And so I'm used to that and I expect that. And so when I started coaching, I kind of started doing that with every player and I, and I noticed, I was like, okay, half these girls hate this. Like no one's responding to what I'm saying. Right. And so then I quickly had to adapt and be like, okay, different plan um how like i i literally sat down with every player and was like how do you like to be coached and i really appreciated that the head coach of um the program at north central she was big into like understanding how her players function um and i think that's where that kind of stems from but i was like interested i was like please tell me like how how do you best respond and how do you hate to be coached so that i can avoid that um and that definitely helped. Um, obviously, coaching is an ongoing learning process because you are learning something new about so, what someone can do or what, you know, like a different everything. You're always constantly learning. Um, but definitely that was the biggest struggle uh, because I honestly, I just I I didn't even put in my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, like everyone is the same because I in college, I didn't even notice how my other my coaches were coaching other girls on the side, um, not like large group stuff, but like individually. So,
1: I think sitting down with your players is awesome because when you look at it too, when you sit down with your players and ask them those types of questions, you're building trust in your player. and trust between a coach and a player is very important because then the, your players will definitely play for you. Like they'll believe in you, like believe in you. And it helps you believe in yourself all at the same time. So it's like a big circle of good things. But sitting down with your players definitely had to have grown some trust between the coach and player relationship. And it takes it like a different step from, you know, just a coach player relationship. It's like getting to know your player, like actually understanding them on more on a personal level, which there's a fine line I feel like between coaches and players. Like you can't get, you can't be super personable, but you also, you have to keep that business like type uh, atmosphere sometimes but it's very good to still because like you've always heard people talk about players coaches and that's one of the things like I'll give Watts credit when he, he I could text him today and he would help me with anything but it was like during the season too like he'd still help you if you needed help he'd always like make sure if like you noticed like you're kind of off he's like hey is everything okay like do you need like whatever but it's also still that coach like he's your coach but he's also a mentor like he's he's a lot of things so but doing sitting down with your players definitely had to have built trust between you and your players
0: definitely um and I think it goes a long way like sitting down and like you said getting to know them um as a like as a coach you like want to know like how's your family doing because that means it means a lot to a player to know that they're just they're more than just a lacrosse player to you They're a person, they're a student, whatever that may be, all the different hats that they wear. Um, But 100 percent, like I wanted to get to them. Also, you get you meet them at games like you meet them. A lot of our girls like our girls were from Illinois. So being able to like if they were ever on campus to say hi to them, um, that means a lot to them. Because in the end, like you kind of are not watching, but like caring for their their child um so having that trust with the parents too obviously you want to make sure that you're keeping that distance from you know like at the end of the day the the student athletes are adults and you're going to communicate with them only um but yeah, it's, it's more than just like, and it, it goes back to relationships. Um, and that's kind of what, uh, is your building is relationship. Cause in the end of the day, like they're not going to be a professional lacrosse player. Um, they're going to go be a professional per- like person somewhere and you want to kind of help them get through, um, all the struggles that they're going through throughout their college experience. And it, I had a nice take on that just because I had just graduated and I get, I get that college lifestyle and the struggles that they may experience. So being able to give them a little bit of wisdom about that too, um, what's the best part about being a GA um, was being able to form those connections and get to know them.
1: That was my next question. You already answered the best part about being a GA best part of coaching, but I'm going to move into some of the next segments of the podcast because you are, we have a limited amount of time today, but I'm going to go into my favorite question that I ask all of my guests and you've already answered it before, but you're going to answer it again because nobody else got to hear it besides me. So, (laughs) but if you could go back in time and tell your 16 year old self one thing, what would it be?
0: Oh, I think I'm going to change it. I I don't, honestly, I don't remember what I said last time. Um, Uh, I'm pretty
1: sure you said don't sweat the small stuff. I'm looking at my notes. I found my notes. From oh, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I would say, yeah, don't definitely not worrying about the little things. Cause in the end, everything is going to work out. Um, or maybe in a different way than what you'd expect. Um, but also like, I would say like truly give a hundred percent to the things that matter. um, Because I think sometimes we get caught up in like things that like, yeah, kind of going along with don't sweat the small stuff, but like you get caught up in things that in reality, like it's not going to matter in a year or even like a month or a day. And I think really focusing on the bigger picture and what, um, what your end goal is and kind of going towards what we've been talking about the why, like, why am I doing this? And really focusing on that um, and not really worrying about the little things that in reality don't really matter because in a in a day it could be a whole different story
1: it is the hardest thing to do when we're younger because we when we're younger especially like in high school or whatever you know we care about all the little things what's the little things are important in some situations not yeah. very many like most of the time it's not important we worry so much like who's taking who to prom or whatever like just the dumbest stuff like we get so caught up in as you get older it gets easier and i mean it's probably never going to change because i remember being told when i was younger like you, you that doesn't that's not going to matter in five years like it really yeah. you shouldn't worry about it and like we get older and we're telling the people longer than us and like it's going to continue people are never going to truly have it figured out which is fine because you need to live and learn and make those mistakes and you know, you'll make them and you learn from them. But I really like what you said. You know, it's awesome that you just kind of tied like this whole episode into that one question too, like building a relationship, what's your why, all of that still in the same thing. And like, that's the thing I'm trying to point out is the things you're saying, you're not just saying for a reason, they're important things, building relationships, finding your why, those kind of things are very important, not just in athletics, not just in coaching, in any aspect of life.
0: Yeah. I mean, I literally am like, I asked myself like, why do I love the job that I'm doing now? Like, it, it's like, why do I continue to coach? Like, why do I choose to, like, it's, it's a life, it's a, why do you do anything? Um, because in the end, like if you're, if you're just like going through the motions, then you're not really getting anything out of what you're doing. Um, and I think the biggest thing is like, you need to enjoy, like we talked about this, like you need to enjoy what you do, like, because if not, it's just, it's a waste of your time it's a waste of whatever you're doing um so yeah 100 percent. i'd like to, you know what? don't set the small stuff that was a good answer
1: <laughs> so we're gonna move on to the best segment of the podcast which is motivation monday hey. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I allow the guests to give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. And we are finally back to a Monday morning episode after a long break of Wednesday episodes because I was slacking. But Monday morning, Motivation Monday, what do you got, Sloan?
0: I would say the good things don't come easy, but they're definitely worth the the journey. And what I mean by that is. Whatever you want to do, whatever you find your, your why, some things are not going to be a walk in the park. Um, if you want to break that record at school or you want to, you know, take your team to the championship or you want to do whatever, you want to be the best, you know, college athlete or coach or professional person, um, it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of hard work. But in the end, um, if that's truly what you want to do, it's going to be worth it. Um, so enjoy that journey. Um, but it definitely is going to be a grind.
1: Nothing good comes easy is it's, there's a lot of like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to knock what you said, but there's a lot of cliche sayings, including myself on this podcast that gets said, but they are, you know, people can call them cliche. They can call them cheesy. They can say whatever they want. They are important. Nothing good comes easy. If it, if you're doing something and it's easy, it, probably not really worth it like i mean yes we're gonna have those few things that are like damn that was actually easier than i thought but it still probably wasn't necessarily easy and you know it's probably because the thing if it's easy now it's probably because you worked your ass off you enjoy it you you took the journey to get to where you're at it, that's why and when it becomes easy is the journey makes it easier in the long run and the person who loves the um what is it The person who loves walking more than the destination is going to get like you're going to get further in life. You have to love walking more than the destination. And because like the journey, the the work that you have to put in is the most important that part.
0: Yeah, it is. And that's that's exactly where that journey is, where you're going to fail. And failure is a one step towards your goal. Um, cause you learn sh- shit, that's not going to work. Right. So you got to do something else. Um, and I always say, like, I always told the team, like failure is not something that you should be embarrassed about. Failure is something that you are learning from every, every time you fail is a learning experience. And now, how are you not going to do that again? Um, and so you're 100 right it is about the journey and it's about what you learn all the little relationships and life lessons that you learn along the, that journey is what makes you set like makes makes it easy in the end because you're like wow i just did all that work um and it paid off so failure
1: definitely. failure is just success and progress that is a quote that i've heard recently and it has stuck with me it's something that i continue to talk about and the the famous saying on this podcast is you will learn more from your failures than you ever will your successes. So take those failures on the chin, learn from it, grow from it. That, that's pretty much all it is.
0: it is. Exactly. Exactly.
1: But I really appreciate you coming on Sloan. It was uh, awesome to have you on, you know, two times, even though only one of your episodes gets released. But I really appreciate you, you know, re-recording with me and coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, cool. But that is a wrap on episode 109. We are on to 109. This Friday is Q&A and number five, uh, episode 110. And that means I need Q&A questions. So if you guys have questions, you can email them over to roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Send those questions in and we will answer them for this Friday's episode. But until Friday, you guys know the deal. Life is hard. It's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See you all next week. Roughnecks out.